This is the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists in Cedar Falls, Iowa, and I'm your host, Kat Bean Hansen. Welcome. We're glad you're here. This week's message was originally given on January 23rd. Our member, Heather Flory, brings us a message and meditation on finding gratitude in the new year. So as a Unitarian Universalist, I love exploring concepts that are universal in nature, like gratitude. Gratitude is practiced across multiple faith traditions, including Christianity, Buddhism, Judaism, Islam, and Unitarian Universalism. Many people think of gratitude as a spiritual practice. Galen Gingrich, a UU minister, takes it one step further. In his book, The Way of Gratitude, he writes, the goal is for gratitude to become not only a spiritual practice, but also a way of life. I've tried to make gratitude a way of life, especially for the last month, because I knew I would be giving this sermon today. Last Sunday's sermon was about intention, which is our Soul Matters theme this month. Lately, my intention has been to focus on gratitude. Gratitude is also an area of scientific interest and study, as we might be able to ask Carolyn Hildebrandt more about, she's nodding to me right now, including fields such as philosophy, psychology, and ethics. So in preparation for today's sermon, I considered Michaela Rich's advice earlier this month in her sermon about science. Michaela talked about the importance of research that goes beyond just reading Wikipedia. I decided to fully immerse myself in the study of gratitude. I surrounded myself with gratitude books and listened to several gratitude audiobooks. In Robert Emmons' book, Thanks, How the New Science of Gratitude Can Make You Happier, he states, the family, friends, partners, and others that surround them um, consistently report that people who practice gratitude seem measurably happier and are more pleasant to be around. After hours of reading and review, I decided that this talk is not going to be a scientific presentation, but rather a sermon about my personal experiences and perspectives on gratitudes, as well as a few suggestions on some gratitude practices you can try if you'd like. If you want to find out more about the scientifically proven benefits of gratitude, you can do your own research, or even cheat and skip to the point by reading the Wikipedia entry about gratitude, which provides information about gratitude's association with well-being, relationship to altruism, psychological interventions, and relationship to mental health. In my stack of books about gratitude, one theme that surfaced again and again was the interconnection between gratitude and adversity. Many books about gratitude provide accounts of how survivors of tragedy turned to gratitude to make it through their situation. Other gratitude books were about individuals who set a goal to make their life better by following an intentional gratitude practice or gratitude challenge. 
In The Way of Gratitude, Galen Gingrich states, the practice of gratitude enables us not only to embrace the good experiences in our lives, but also to endure, endure the difficult experiences and seek to transform them. It points the way from what is present to what is possible. One example of how gratitude has impacted my life is related to my work. I have worked for 13 years as the training manager of a national resource center where I host webinars and develop training materials that are used by volunteers around the country. Several years ago, I was really struggling with my job. Uh, Carolyn's uh, introduction this morning really uh, clicked with me about that. I felt like even though I liked the type of work I did, it wasn't the right fit because I wasn't passionate about the main focus of my work, which is Medicare fraud prevention. I explored options for different jobs, but I couldn't find anything that felt like a better fit and that would have the same benefits, financial and otherwise, of the current job. So I started a new daily practice that focused on gratitude for my job. I start every workday with a few affirmations, such as, I am the best person in the world for this job. I am living right livelihood, which is a Buddhist concept. Um, I am working at a job that helps me have excellent work-life balance. I am right where I need to be. Then every day, I also think of something I am grateful for at my job. Although my thoughts vary from day to day, my top five tend to be working from home, the benefits like paid time off and working 35 hours a week, which I love, uh, my amazing coworkers, doing work I'm good at and like doing, and being able to use my powers of OCD for good instead of evil. And getting to be a big fish in a small pond where everyone knows my name and I'm respected for what I do. This daily gratitude practice has turned things around for me from feeling like I was dragging myself into a job that wasn't the right fit to feeling like this is probably where I want to stay until I retire. Another example of how gratitude has helped me is from a more recent experience related to my physical health. As most or maybe all of you know, last August I shattered my right elbow in a bicycle accident. I was totally out of commission for a while and it was a long, slow recovery process. During my recovery, I went through about six weeks of not being able to drive, some ongoing painful physical therapy to try to get my arm as straight as possible, and ridiculous amounts of gratitude almost every single day. This is from my Facebook post on August 29, a week after my accident. I'm grateful for funny cards, messages, and conversations that make me laugh, friends who take me mall walking or to get together outside, job security with paid time off and healthcare benefits, a doctor dad who takes me to medical appointments, a partner who helps me shower, open jars, and buys me Indian food, a touchscreen on my desktop PC that I never used until today, CVUU Sunday services on Zoom, and a supportive community that makes me feel loved. My feelings of gratitude have continued throughout my recovery process. Um, as Carolyn stated earlier, I've found there's nothing quite like having something taken away from you and then getting it back again to really appreciate it. 
Now, every morning when I comb my hair and wash my face, I'm so grateful that I can do these things again. Every time I open a jar or pull open a heavy door or carry a heavy bag, I feel a surge of pride and gratitude, so much excitement over something that I once took for granted. Every night when I brush my teeth and floss, I marvel at how my arm bends so easily when I couldn't do that at all a month or two ago. It wasn't until just a few weeks ago that I finally considered myself fully functional, which is to say that I can do everything I need to be able to do, but I'm still stiff and still can't fully straighten my arm. I've been told to allow up to a year before I know exactly how fully I will be recovered. Um, I'm not sure yet how it will feel to ride my bike this spring, but my bike is tuned up in my garage and ready to ride just as soon as it gets warm out. Uh, and I'm really grateful to have a bike trip in May to look forward to. Um, ah, I finally stopped doing my official physical therapy exercises a couple of weeks ago. And now I have tried to incorporate activities into my day that keep my elbow bending and straightening so that I can continue to improve my flexibility and hopefully feel less stiff over time. I do happy yoga with Sarah Starr almost every morning and stretching every evening. When I dance around my apartment, I intentionally bend and straighten my elbow as part of my dance moves. I have discovered a love of playing darts which is not only great for bending and straightening my elbow, it's also lots of fun. And the best part, especially for my driven personality, is that I don't even care how often I hit the mark because my main goal is bending and straightening my elbow as much as possible. Uh, putting together puzzles has also been fun physical therapy over the last few weeks. Last week, I sent a thank you email to about 40 people who supported me in some way during my recovery, including cards, gifts, rides, and moral support. To copy Karen Impola's line about gratitude, if I didn't include you on that email, consider yourself thanked now. I'd also like to talk briefly about gratitude during the pandemic. In year one of the pandemic, Many of us here at the CVUU were focused on silver linings of the pandemic. We all got a lot better at using Zoom and technology in general. I heard from people with partners or families who had lots of quality time together and seemed to enjoy most of it. And many people who lived alone who used it as an opportunity to explore their relationship with themselves. We started sending more cards and making more phone calls since we couldn't be together in person. In year two of the pandemic, I think gratitude is a little harder to find. Last spring and summer, many of us thought that the vaccine would be the silver bullet and things would be fully back to normal by now. Then the anti-vaxxers and Omicron made that wishful thinking. Still, we can find things to be grateful for even now. We still have Zoom. Some of us feel comfortable getting together in small groups with vaccinated people. And the mall is open for mall walking this winter. We still have the CVUU and our wonderful team of Pastor Emma Peterson, Jessica Lieb, Kat Bean Hansen, and now Kate T.D. Flynn. We have the many people who care enough about the CVUU to volunteer their time to keep our Sunday services happening every week, to keep our building running even when we're not in it, 
to keep our bills paid, and to keep having programming and activities that, that allow us to connect in a meaningful way. We have each other as a beloved community, and I am incredibly grateful for that. So now that I've shared my personal gratitude experiences, I thought you might like to hear about a few gratitude practices that might be worth trying if you'd like to increase the gratitude in your own life. I have 10 practices to share in this sermon, and maybe you've already done these things and even do them regularly. If you have any tips or ideas for me, I would love to hear them sometime. One obvious place to start is the CVUU weekly practice of joys, sorrows, and gratitudes during our Sunday services, and many of you um, shared in that, and you all participated just by being there. Um, you could also read books about gratitude. We have many available at our local library. I actually wrote an article for our February newsletter that includes a gratitude book list and many of the ideas that I'm sharing today. So stay tuned and you can get that information in the newsletter in about a week. I found many of the titles of the books to be inspiring in themselves, so I thought I would share a few of them with you now. Uh, 365 Thank Yous, The Year a Simple Act of Daily Gratitude Changed My Life by John Kralik. The Gratitude Diaries, How a Year Looking on the Bright Side Can Transform Your Life by Janice Kaplan. Choosing Gratitude, Learning to Love the Life You Have by James A. Autry. Help Thanks Wow, The Three Essential Prayers by Anne Lamott. And my personal favorite title, Living with the Monks, What Turning Off My Phone Taught Me About Happiness, Gratitude, and Focus by Jesse Itzler. A third idea is to watch movies about gratitude, like It's a Wonderful Life. Fourth, you can listen to sermons about gratitude, like this one. I also remember a sermon that our former minister, Rod Debs, gave about could be good, could be bad, just don't know yet. My mom and I still constantly reference that sermon to this day. A fifth suggestion that may not sound very UU at first is that you could try saying grace at meaningful times. Here's a popular grace among CVU yours. We are thankful. We are thankful for being. We are thankful for being here together. You could keep a gratitude journal. I suggest taking the 21-day gratitude challenge from Robert Emmons in his book, Gratitude Works. One concept he shares is that it's important to consider not only the number of things you're grateful for, but also the depth of gratitude in each area. Suggestion seven is to develop a gratitude meditation practice, such as Galen Gingrich's first light morning meditation practice, which he describes in his book, The Way of Gratitude. You could write a thank you letter or send a quick thank you note or email. I tend to write thank you at the end of almost every email I send. I feel it's not only proper email etiquette, I also really appreciate the people I email and I want them to know it. Suggestion nine is to write your own gratitude ABCs. And suggestion 10 is to create your own personal gratitude inventory like that described by James Autry in his book, Choosing Gratitude. I'll wrap up my sermon today with a quote from this book. 
from the, the book Choosing Gratitude. As you begin your own gratitude list, ponder this question. If you had but one day to live, to whom would you express gratitude? And why aren't you doing it today? Now, I'd like to take you all through a gratitude meditation to give you a chance to reflect on some of what I've shared today. And the lovely Jess has agreed to play some music while I talk you through this. So start by taking a moment to settle into your seat and make sure you're sitting comfortably. Close your eyes, relax your hands, and take a deep breath as you begin to sink into relaxation. Take a few moments to think about what you are grateful for in your life. In spite of the many challenges in life, you have many things to be grateful for. What or who are you grateful for today? Take several deep breaths as you think about all you have to be grateful for. Now, think of one of the things or people you have to be grateful for and consider why you are grateful for them. Take a few more deep breaths as you think of at least three reasons why you are grateful for that specific person or thing. Now take another deep breath and begin to gently return from your meditation. Feel your feet on the ground. Feel your body in your chair. Slowly move and stretch your hands, your arms, and the rest of your body. When you're ready, open your eyes. Welcome back to our shared space together.
This has been the Sunday Messages podcast from Cedar Valley Unitarian Universalists. The music is by Nathan Moore. If you want to learn more about the CVUU, visit our website at www.cedarvalleyuu.org. And you can also find us on Facebook or Instagram at Cedar Valley UU. We welcome visitors to attend our online services on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. Central Time. If you'd like to learn more about joining us for a service, send us an email at cvuupodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.